There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Me every day. We are just sailing into the holiday weekend on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, there's Bradley. one. There's one person who's not celebrating. Glenn uh, Maxwell. But the rest of us kind of are because we've been waiting for this moment. Hi. Okay, what's going on with Glenn Maxwell? Also, who is she? Oh, she's not a lot is going on with her uh, because she's behind bars. Yeah. Bye. No. So for those of you who've not been hot, they're like. Why are these fools all excited about somebody being arrested? Well, Ghislaine Maxwell, associate of Jeffrey Epstein, has been arrested because she has been accused of grooming and sexually abusing girls as young as 14. Mm. Now, the reason we've been paying attention to Ghislaine Maxwell and where she is, you'll remember most recently we were postulating that perhaps she was she had absconded to France to avoid extradition back to the United States mm-hmm. on possible charges that everybody thought were coming. Well, apparently... She was in New Hampshire. I don't know why. I don't know for how long, but that's where she was arrested. Interesting. And it doesn't really matter where she was arrested. But what I will say is um, this is a long time coming because the accusations, the actual now charged allegations against her go all the way back to the mid 1990s. So if you haven't already watched uh, the Netflix documentary about... Um, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Now would be a great time to do that so you can kind of get hooked into what exactly we're talking about when we talk about Ghislaine Maxwell's role in the sex trafficking, sexual abuse, grooming, etc. that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was answering for at the time of his death. Um, and by the way, reports are that he died of suicide in uh, prison. There are also other assumptions and thoughts that perhaps that isn't the full story. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have speculated that Mm -hmm. he didn't uh, die by suicide. Right. So, yes. But Ghislaine Maxwell, when you when you watch, I mean, we sort of had a handle on who she was and that she was associated with Jeffrey Epstein. But when you watch Filthy Rich, you hear a very detailed story of precisely what her role was in the sex trafficking uh, that was perpetrated by Jeffrey Epstein and, frankly, her. Yeah, a lot of people sort of came to understand the true depravity of Jeffrey Epstein and then by association, Ghislaine Maxwell, thanks to Netflix's series, uh, Filthy Rich. But I will say, we've been talking about this story for years, and people were talking about it for 
much longer because these accusations go way back. What's interesting is to watch the, traje- the trajectory mm-hmm. of this story go from just a lot of rumors and innuendo to actually having meat on the bones of allegations and a criminal case and now an actual <clears throat> indictment and hopefully a successful prosecution. Mm-hmm. So we all came, I shouldn't say we all, we first came to understand Ghislaine Maxwell as an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. And you're like, ooh, how can somebody be so gross to work alongside this creepy dude who actually, you know what? He was just a sex trafficking pedophile. And when people used to say that out of the sides of their mouth as an allegation or a rumor or an innuendo, because again, people have been saying these things for years uh, because nobody's been doing anything about it. People just were like... um. They just thought it was conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and like people, you know, political people with a political axe to grind slowly but surely. Yeah. You saw these legal cases unfold and it became very clear. And now I think there are so many people, I mean, including my very own mother now sees, uh, you know, the story for what it is. And we are beginning to learn even more about the role of Ghislaine Maxwell. And hopefully it, she'll go from being just a, you know, creepy associate of, associate of this disgusting human being to somebody who not only aided and abetted his crimes, but also engaged in them herself Mm -hmm. and is fully, you know, I mean, if the allegations are true, she is a pedophile Mm -hmm. and engaged in very traditionally pedophile-ish behavior. Yeah. Yeah. As laid out in this 18 page indictment. So here's the thing um, that, I saw in a new way when I watched Filthy Rich, and I think it helps kind of uh, explain how diabolical this partnership between Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell was. Um, The two of them worked together. Uh, She basically recruited young girls, uh, told them that they would come over to his house and um, do massage on him. And some of these young girls were looking into careers in massage therapy, right? Some of the girls, they were floating on an education scholarship. Uh, they were maybe staying at the home. And uh, she would sort of coax them into starting with some massage on Jeffrey Epstein. And it would slowly evolve from there, or quickly, actually, rather quickly evolve from there. So such that the young woman would find herself in the position of not really knowing. I mean, she was essentially trapped there and didn't know how to get out of it and didn't quite like, you know, was going along with what was happening. But what was so fascinating about it is essentially then it was what amounted to a pyramid scheme because they would pay a young woman to bring in another young woman. And then once that other woman was in, they would kind of ask her, well, you know, if you bring in another person, then we'll pay you for that. And so they were paying women, young women. I should not use the term women. Children. Children. 14 years old as a child. Yeah. yeah to bring so- other children into this mm-hmm. pyramid. And she's just as guilty as he was. Yeah. And in fact, there, there are so many arms to this because there were there was a whole group of victims that Ghislaine Maxwell was responsible for recruiting, grooming, etc., and they were usually the women that were maybe considered more high status. 
These are women who they would pay to go to college. They would take on international trips. They would sex traffic between uh, the different properties that that Jeffrey Epstein has. Mm -hmm. Then there was this whole other sort of underbelly of victims that Jeffrey dealt with himself directly and created this. And and to the example you just gave where he would give like $200 to a woman who after this woman let child, actually, Mm -hmm. some of them young uh, adult women but some of them teenage girls, they would give him a massage. He would assault them sexually. He would call it massage, right? And then in turn, he would say, okay, well, you don't have to do that again, but if you find me another girl, I'll give you 200 bucks. And so he would create this system where these girls would then go out and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Specifically with um, Ghislaine Maxwell, and that's who we're talking about today because of this indictment, she has been charged with six different counts, which include, but is not limited to, enticing, I'm just reading the verbatim, enticing minors to travel to engage in sex acts and transportation of a minor with intent to engage in sexual activity and perjury. And these particular charges stem from instances that took place between 1994 and 1997. And again, you can read the indictment because the New York Times, for example, has published not just an account of what this indictment says, so you can read the high level, but you can actually read the indictment, which is, I don't know, as somebody who reads a lot of tabloid stuff, it's kind of hilarious to read through an indictment because right. it's kind of like a PowerPoint presentation, but they they lay out very specifically what she did, and it is it is not, like, I think there was this sense, and I think this is a sign of our sexist society, that this woman was sort of like, you know, she didn't really know anything, like, but she knew yeah. he was kind of dirty. Like but she was also a victim she of, didn't, of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she was not a victim. Oh, no, no, no. She, she perpetuated, perpetuated, per- perpetrated, she perpetrated mm-hmm. um, actual sexual assault on these girls and groomed them the way that a pedophile does the way that Jeffrey Epstein did. This was not just somebody who's like, I want my friend to get his kinky, you know, stuff, kinky stuff. Mm -hmm. No, she was fully involved in this. And I, I'm glad that that's actually where we find ourselves now. Here's what I think will be interesting to find out is so she knows a lot more than we know. She knows, right? Like she, because the other piece of Jeffrey Epstein was he was connected to a lot of very powerful, very well-known individuals, many of whom came to visit his private island that they called Pedo Island, mm-hmm. short for pedophile. Yeah, locals would be like, you want, uh, you want to stay away from Pedo Island? Yeah, he didn't call it that. But no, that's it's what not like there was a sign yeah, no. when you Welcome like rolled up no, on your yacht. No. No, but everybody knew that nothing good was happening on On that that island. island. And uh, many, many people you know and would recognize uh, people in politics, people from both sides of the aisle. Yeah, Um, which, by the way, if you talk to anybody today and they're like and they start talking out of one side of their political mouth, you can just kindly Google on over to the other side of their political mouth and and show them that that Jeffrey Epstein did not pick favorites. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And also, um, remember, there's another person who we've been zeroing in on who was uh, a frequent guest on that island. 
Alan Dershowitz. Uh, well, Dur- yes, that too, but Prince Andrew. Oh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, so this was, thank you for pointing that out, because this is one of those things when we first started talking about it, I was like, the the way we got into this story, I believe, if I remember correctly, was mostly from the rumors and innuendo about Prince Andrew's connection with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. That was actually the thing that we found most compelling about it because we didn't know what a Jeffrey Epstein was right when the first news came out about Jeffrey Epstein we were like I don't know who he is but we do know Prince Andrew Mm -hmm. and we do know a lot of the other names of a lot of the other famous people who were on his island Mm -hmm. and my point about Ghislaine now being in custody is that that woman knows a lot well look she could say a lot of things about a lot of people any bed sheets just lying around uh, in her cell. Yeah, she better be on watch. Somebody needs and to keep an no eye on No breaks. Her. I do not know, and, and this will be the stuff that I go Googling around later today to find out. I don't know where she's being held. Here's an interesting twist. I don't even know if we want to go there. But, whatever. Where How she's being tried and who's trying her apparently indicates usually the people that are trying these particular cases do so when there is some potential angle against a public official. Mm. Huh. Let's just say more shall be revealed. Yeah, let's just put let's stick a pin in that and then move on. When we come back, we're going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Now it's time for a dirt alert. Rob brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. What do you got, Rob? Well, we have Christina Ritchie. She's been granted an emergency protective order against her husband following an alleged domestic battery incident. The LAPD recently responded to a call from the 40-year-old actress's home in Woodland Hills. That's according to Us Weekly. Her husband, James, was not arrested, but a report was filed. They share a child together, a five-year-old son. The two met on the set of Pan Am in 2011, but didn't start dating until the following year. Oh, that's awful. I'm, yeah, well, I'm glad that she's, um, I'm glad that she's, you know, seeking protection and, and hopefully that will be helpful for her. Oh, gosh, that's a lot. Meghan Markle felt unprotected by the monarchy while suffering tremendous emotional distress and mental health problems while pregnant with baby Archie. That's according to court papers. Markle says her plight was ignored while she was the victim of false media reports while carrying Prince Harry's son. And her then new royal role meant she was prohibited from defending herself, court documents say. That's according to the BBC. Damning claims are part of the Duchess's lawsuit against the publisher of the Mail on Sunday, Daily Mail, and Mail Online, the media outlets she claims were the worst offenders. The 38-year-old former suit star is accusing Associated Newspapers, is suing rather Associated Newspapers for breach of privacy and copyright infringement for pr- uh, printing a letter to her estranged dad. In 2018, the publisher denies her claims. I, I imagine um, when it comes to Meghan Markle. That it would be really easy to be like, that's what you signed up for. Right. But I bet you anything, and who wouldn't, that she had no idea. How would you? And I think that... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because I think a lot of people probably warned her. But I think when you're... What age would she have been when she married What, 35? Oh, was she even that old? Maybe. Well, what? She's 38 now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she would have been. So, but still, I think of myself in my early 30s. You think that you will triumph over any possible, like, you're like, oh, whatever. I could totally do with well, that. And I think we already know she was going into this position or into this marriage with the idea that she might be an agent of change in the royal family, right? So, she already was going in with that sort of starry eyed hope. Yeah that they would be able to change the role a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, here's the piece. This is the piece that I didn't really put a lot of thought or consideration to is the piece about the fact that she, she couldn't because of Royal protocol, she wasn't necessarily able to defend herself against some of that stuff. Well, and that's why I think she maybe didn't realize quite what she was getting into in the sense that she, she saw the, the outsides, but you don't necessarily appreciate the insides and the insides. And that's why she should have watched seasons one and two of the crown because Maybe she very, I'm, I recommend before you get into this marriage, you watch this show because clearly you would see what a prison this place can be. <laughs> These multimillionaires, they just have no rights. No, I think, but, but to the point you, you don't see all of the boundaries mm-hmm. until you're inside. Right. And frankly, I'm sure once you're inside, that's why she was like blink twice when they finally got that documentary. The yes. reporter was like blink twice if you're safe. Yeah, seriously. So, I mean, and listen, the, we know the Daily Mail. Um, oh, we know play, them. No, but what I was going to say is we know they play dirty. Oh, like we yeah. know that there is no, well, they, they, also they take no prisoners. Play lazy. They play dirty and lazy, which is, you know, frankly, I do. I do the same thing. <laughs> well, we just talked about this, but we need to talk about it some more. Need to repeat because people tune in all the time. Longtime Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell was has been arrested on a six count indictment charging her with grooming young girls for sex. Mm. A British socialite who's 58 was arrested by the FBI this morning, sources told The Post. The just unsealed indictment charges stem from Maxwell's role in the sexual exploitation and abuse of multiple minor girls by Jeffrey Epstein as early as 1994. Prosecutors also accused Maxwell, a one-time girlfriend of Epstein's, of repeatedly lying about her involvement in the financier's sex trafficking ring during a deposition four years ago. Epstein, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, the piece that I I really, I mean, there's so many pieces about this that I'm very curious about, but the thing that specifically got me right now is I would love to hear, not love, I'd be interested to hear her story of how Epstein groomed her, mm-hmm. right? Because if at yeah. one time they were in a relationship, you have to think that somehow he was puppet mastering her into thinking that what she was about to do was going to be perfectly normal and excusable. And, and it does make one wonder. Now I'm pulling out my inner Dr. Drew. What, uh, what, what horrible, because are? remember in the nineties, she would have been, I don't know how old she is now. Presumably she's like in her fifties or something. 58. Yeah. So she would have been, that's how many years ago now? 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
plus, 30 mm-hmm. plus years ago. So she herself was a young woman yeah. when she got involved with Jeffrey Epstein. And again, it should not surprise us that he found a young woman who was perhaps vulnerable to a person when mm-hmm. you watched Filthy Rich. Did you not appreciate that all of the women that he became involved with had been harmed at some point yeah. in their life? And he knew it was like laser focus. Mm-hmm. If he could, if he found out that you were, you know, a woman that he wanted who had some sort of um, vulnerability, vulnerability mm-hmm. he would just seize on that and then employ them to do his bidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, there's so, and uh, the word, and they're not the worst part. The worst part is that this happened at all, but, uh, we will, there is so much we will never, ever know. Hopefully there are things that we will know that will come to light. Um, people who will be held accountable, um, and hopefully she will be held accountable. But I'm telling you, like, like you said earlier, Bradley, somebody keep an eye on her because, Look, she was lower on the t- on the fishing. Uh, the what do you call it? The totem pole? No, the um, like the little fish eats the big fish and the oh, big the fish. food chain. Right. Food chain. She was much yeah. lower on the food chain mm-hmm. than Jeffrey Epstein himself. And if Jeffrey Epstein, if you believe conspiracy theories, was perhaps removed from uh, the situation, I would not feel very safe if I was Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. Oof, Rob, that dirt alert was pretty dirty. dirty. So thank you very much. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30-seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Jane on the line. And what is Jane playing for? Jane is playing for a MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. Cool. Yay! Oh, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture, Jane? Yeah, I played it one time a long time ago, and I really stunk at it. Well, hey. <laughs> well, let's not... see what happens. Let's hope you don't stink today. Here we go. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. And actually, Colleen, I'm going to ask you to do oh, this do today. It. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank no, you. No, I'd be happy Technical to. All right, Jane, here we go. What is the name of the youngest Simpson child on The Simpsons? Oh, that little girl. Uh, pass. What is the name of Khloe Kardashian's daughter? Blue. Close. Northwest. Nope. Southwest. Nope. <laughs> See, I stink at this. Would you pass. like to pass? <laughs> Leah Michelle played Rachel Berry on what TV show? Glee. Who sang the song Ice Ice Baby? Oh, boy. Oh. Jane, I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but 
you, of course, may try anytime you'd like. Uh, well, we do it- I will. Thank you, Jane. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Okay, Brad, let's go back and answer the questions she did not get correct. Okay, let's do it. What is the name of the youngest Simpson child on The Simpsons? Maggie. What is the name of Khloe Kardashian's daughter? True. She was close. Uh, what? Uh, who sang the song Ice Ice Baby? That's Vanilla Ice. And what is the name of the statue awarded at the Academy Awards? Oscar! Ta-da! Uh, Bradley, you just won the 30-second pop. Just kidding. Did I? No. Did I win a t-shirt? Um, no, you won nothing. Actually, you oh, won rude. the opportunity to solve some mysteries, which we, of course, do in the form of blind items that, Bradley, you've selected for us. And is Donna Valentine with us? She should be. Hi! Hi. Donna Valentine will be helping me solve these mysteries in this segment. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Okay, so blind items are just juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. They come from our good friend, Enti Lawyer, who runs a website called (laughs) crazydaysandnights.net. Okay, I'm going to read this thing. You guys guess. Tell me who the thing is about. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Donna, by the way, for showing up. You're welcome. And uh, the former... A-plus list, mostly movie actor, sometime director, never denied the accusations against him leveled by an actress a decade ago. He says he did, but there appears no record of denial. By the way, this is a confirmed blind item, which means it's been confirmed by anti lawyer. By the confirmation people. Yeah. Okay, I know the answer to this. Okay, I think I know who you're referring mm. to, but I can't remember the dude's name. Okay. Is it a help? James something something? No. Is it a uh, Fred? No, Fred? no, not a Fred. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need a hint. Uh, how about I just say it? Can I just say it? Yes. Is it Mel Gibson? Yeah. Oh, never would have gotten and, that. And uh, the woman who, who said, stole things from Saks Fifth Avenue, Winona yeah. Ryder. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, how do you not remember Winona? I don't know. It just like didn't. Winona. Wino. Wino forever. <sighs> yes. Okay, Queens. Um, <laughs> Mel Gibson <laughs> never denied the accusations against him leveled by Winona. He says he did, but there appears no record of denial. And of course... This all refers to Winona calling him out on his anti-Semitism over the years. Uh, Well, specifically at that time. And uh, what what this blind item is saying is that even though Mel says he's denied this since she made those comments, there's no proof that he ever denied saying these things, implying that perhaps, in fact, yes, he said them. He said them. And he's a liar. it's Mel Gibson. He said them. Do you remember the audio? Oh, God, the sugar boobies? (laughs) That one? Well, I don't know Why the do sugar know boobies, we're talking about? but <laughs> Oksana Bayul, or what was the, oh, his ex-wife's his ex-wife name? in the, oh. yeah, on the machine where yes. he was. Yes. Oh, that was bad. Well, and then also, didn't he say anti-Semitic things yes. to a police officer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, also, was it, what was the one at the party? Oh, Remember, that he said he, to her about the... Can I say it? It's so horrible. Well, what he said to Winona? No, 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 no. We're not going to say that out loud. Okay, thank you. But Is he said something to somebody at a party. Mm. What was it but about? It wasn't Winona Ryder. Because the Winona Ryder thing, I cannot, we will not say. No, it's it's, it's so, so bad. So terrible. Um, hold on. I'm, re- I'm looking at Mel Gibson at a party. <laughs> and see what comes up. Okay, Bradley and I will talk amongst uh-huh. ourselves. Hey, Brad. Doobie doo, how's it going? How's it going? Pretty good. I just, I never see you anymore. I know, it's so sad. Can I sad. just tell you what comes up if you Google Mel Gibson at a party? 
<laughs> I don't want to know. Yes, you do. It's weird. I don't know what to do with it. Like, because I don't understand it. I don't understand what the reasoning is. But the the thing that shows up is Mel Gibson at a party for formerly conjoined twins. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. What? All right. All right. Yes. Okay. So this it's from 2011, and you'd remember these young women if you saw them. Mm-hmm. The two um, young conjoined twins from Guatemala who were separated in a surgery in 2002. He went to their birthday party though in 2011, and I'm not entirely. Oh, okay. Because wow. Mel Gibson. I'm on a journey. Uh, Mel Gibson and his family partnered with the Mending Kids organization mm-hmm. to privately finance their operations. Oh, that well, that's nice. Okay, so okay. that was a kind thing he did. It's the least thing. But he that did. is not the thing that we were looking for, which is something he said to somebody. Okay, he's a baddie. I'm not a big fan of him. Baddie, but daddy. I just, you know what it is. <laughs> he does. Good, he he does good. He does some good things, and then he says some bad things, and they don't add up. I, he's just creepy. No, yeah. He's a walking contradiction. Th- mm-hmm. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's always those Australians. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> righty then. Kidding, kidding. Um, can we do another one? Yes. Another blind item from CrazyDaysNights.net. Donna and Colleen are going to figure out who we're mm-hmm. talking about. Here okay. we go. I think what the permanent A-list musician slash multiple reality star guy is trying to say is that in addition to all the money he spent uh, for snake oil, his wife was also having an inappropriate relationship with the snake oil salesperson. Okay, so this has got to be a judge on a reality show. Permanent A-list musician slash multiple reality star guy. Yeah, maybe. is he? Does he... Does he front a band? Um, no. Well, okay. So let me figure out because I don't know this person's career, his mm. curriculum vitae. Okay. Okay. Um, he's actually considered a musician, a composer, oh. an oh. arranger, and a producer. Josh Groban. And an executive. Oh. No. Oh. Now again, we're going with the predominance of uh, or the uh, the names in the comments. Oh. So I don't know if this is really the person, but this is who people seem to think. Permanent A list musician, older, older. Oh, okay. okay, so Lionel Richie's not. Uh... No, not well. I shouldn't say older than Lionel Richie, but um, old. Is it somebody I like? No, but here's okay. what I want you to think, Clive Davis. We nope. Good job. I Thank want you. you to think about the guy because we've mentioned him recently. Beethoven. Okay. Oh, stop. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> also, Not his, dead old. His <laughs> wife. He, we will never learn the reason he left his wife. Um. Because that was the headline yesterday. I think. Is he a judge on a reality show? I don't know. Oh, so you don't know who this dude is? I just don't know. I I know the name because of uh, who he's currently married to. Okay. <gasps> oh, Foster. Ding, David, ding, Foster. Ding, ding, ding. David Foster. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Foster and his wife. It, uh, Gigi Hadid. No, no, daughter, ex daughter, stepdaughter. <laughs> Thank uh, you. This is on. Um, uh, what's her face oh. with the dark hair? What uh, is Catherine McPhee? No, 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 that's no, no, his no, no. new wife. That's a oh, new wife. Oh, Yvonne, uh, y- no, Yolanda, Yolanda Hadid. Foster. Yeah, Yo, Hadid. Yeah, 
Yeah, we got there. Okay, that was <laughs> fun. Snake oil salesperson. I think person. our brains are already on the long weekend vacation. Oh, are you vacation. kidding? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I will say there's an argument in the comments about whether it's Yolanda or Catherine McPhee. Oh, interesting. But the predominance of comments lead us to believe that the snake oil salesperson is... Uh, you know of. That's a st- snake oil salesperson. Oh, Dr. Oz. No. Oh, goodness. It's a lady. Oh, Judge Judy. <laughs> what snake oil did she sell? This is know, a just... crap carnival. How about Gwyneth? Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay, so let me read this. So I think what David Foster is trying to say is that in addition to all the money spent for snake oil, Yolanda, or Catherine McPhee, was also having an inappropriate relationship with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, wow. I oh. want to know more about this I kind of feel like story. it would have to be Catherine, Catherine McPhee. Because but, but, I don't feel like Gwyneth and Yolanda Hadid. But remember, his ex-wife... Well, I don't know. She, I don't know. Forget it. I, I, I'm here for the story though, and I'd like to hear more about it. Right. Um. Hey, Donna. Thank you for hanging out with Thanks, us. Thanks, Donna. You can't fire me. I quit. Uh, have a great long weekend. You we'll, too, guys. We'll see you again Thanks next week. Thanks for filling week. in this week. You're welcome. Uh, bye. bye. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to check in with a publationship. This publationship is called a flarmus. A flarmus. Um. And we're going to give you the medicine you need for your aflarmus when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. How's it going? Good. Uh, I'm fine. Thanks. I um, use some more coffee if you have any. Well, sorry, I can't help you with that. Oh. But we do have a show to do on the Colleen and Bradley oh! show. <laughs> Hi, guys. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, everything total. Dorks. That's us. Colleen Lindstrom. They could have just called Bradley our show Fair. Total Dorks. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't Total do that. Total Dorks. Pew, 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 pew. Live. Total Dorks live. TDL. Um, you know, if there's one thing we love on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is to talk about a publationship. Good ones, bad ones. We don't discriminate. We like to talk about all of them. And one of them that we've newly anointed is called a flarmus. What's an aflarmus, Bradley? And a should I get flarmus, it looked at? Yes, an aflarmus is not contagious. It's good to know. Mm. However, uh, I hope nobody nobody copies this behavior. Aflarmus is Ben Affleck and Anadarmus. That's the nickname we've lovingly give, lovingly given them. In fact, we should really send them aflarmus T-shirts or something. Like anytime we coin, they'd wear them too. A relationship. We should give them some sort of certificate. I don't disagree with you on that. Actually, let's do that. Let's put a pin in that. When yeah. Holly gets back, yes, we'll uh, see if we can get like some clip art together. I love this. Okay. So, a flarmus. I am donezo with a flarmus. Right? Hell surprise. However, specifically, I am donezo with a flarmus doing the following. I realize the words I just said sound like a foreign language, right? Donezo, a flarmus. Yeah. It's, um, that's how you speak co-breeze. Co-breeze. Mm-hmm. And it is a breeze. Yeah. They are out for a breeze, a breezy walk. And I'm tired of oh all of gosh. the breezy walks, these two. They are Literally, a Penny's catalog. Every GD day, I open up Daily Mail, and I am treated to Ben Affleck in a trainer or a jumper, whatever you call that thing, zip up. Mm-hmm. Hoodie. Hoodie, thank you. And then uh, Ms. Armas, or Day Armas, 
walking around in a comfortable cardigan with her. She just looks great, by the way. I mean, yeah, she, she always does. just looks so like, you know how people like, I'm going to take the dog out for a walk. I'm wearing stained yeah. sweatpants. Yeah. Uh-huh. And a shirt with coffee stains on it. I'm like, no, see they, my neighbor. But see, this to me is exactly how you know this is a paparazzi walk, right? Because yeah. nobody dresses up like that to take their doggies on a walk. Yeah, and they went and got some iced coffee, and he's holding a poop bag. Okay, can we talk about that? Like, that's that to me is trying too hard. What the poop bag or the, poop, the iced the coffee? Poop, the poop bag. The poop bag is there to make it look like. The, paparazzi just caught them in this moment yeah right it's so choreographed because everything about we've talked about this before when i'm out on a walk with my husband we don't like stop and giggling each other's faces every twice in a while we just don't no you're usually scowling at each other yeah we probably look like we're deep in thought i gesticulate wildly i have very ugly in between faces like there isn't like yeah oh my, see there right like the ah, she's slapping her knee, laughing hysterically yes. to his jokes. Yeah, it's just like come on. It's so I'm done with it. It's like they're a one trick uh, pony dog they, walkers. They're, they're one trick dog walkers. That's all they do. Like, could you at least go out for a jog shirtless occasionally? Like you know, like other celebrities do. Oh my gosh! And the poop bag is the thing that's really. <laughs> I don't know why that's the also, thing that's I'm, making me the craziest because they're like having sexy romantic hugs. And there's this like there's wafting a, stink of a poop, poop bag. Yeah. Which that's actually Bradley. Wafting stink of poop. I mean, is that the name of our segment? I'm just saying we smell it, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and it it literally is so fake. And I also don't understand the point. I think I do because actually Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner both come from the, you know, um, publicationship school mm-hmm. of celebrity. Don't they? I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, they both oh. play off using their lives as an example of how to get attention and 100%. win friends and... What's the thing? How to win friends, friends and, and something, be successful, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We didn't, don't know. We didn't read it. <laughs> but you no, agree. but you're right. But you're right, because we've known that uh jennifer garner is a big call the paparazzi she's going for a walker yeah well and she does this thing where she the calls coming from inside her house usually she's videotaping herself making uh yeast breads is that as opposed to non-yeast breads like she doesn't i've seen a couple of videos of her making bagels i actually almost made her recipe because i was like oh i want to well i wish you would have but i'm saying she knows how to get right attention doing her own thing these two are like lazy lazy they're literally just going for a dog walk and who's lazier these fools or us for making a segment out of it no we're just smart sorry (laughs) we're just smart but in addition the daily mail who shows up daily as their name implies to to show off their poop walks. Yeah, I mean, no, we should yes. really do like every day. We should be like, well, that bag is half full. <laughs> Seriously, I'm. You know. Also, do you love how they are so perfectly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Presented in that they're both walking dogs. Yeah. Ben Affleck's dog is a big dog. Yeah. I'm a big manly dog. Yeah. Only to be had by men. 
Mm-hmm. And she has the pretty little lady dog. Mm-hmm. It's such a cute little mm-hmm. lady dog. And he's got like the rugged, like kind of beard situation happening, a little unkempt, you know, wrinkly shirt. But she's like all put together. Yeah, like they're just with too her cute perfect. groomed dog. Yeah. And then I love the pictures of there's one picture in particular that you only see his back. Oh yeah. She's looking I'm looking right at it. And she's looking right at us. Yeah. She knows exactly playing to the cameras. It's spectacular. Listen, here's the thing. Nothing else is really going on in quarantine during these times. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else is going on. So, you know, they're getting what they need out of this moment because can we, can we be honest? Did we ever talk about Ana de Armas before a Flarmus? No. I'm still not quite sure. I know she's an actress. She's in Knives Out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which I knew is she like, was in a movie. As far as I know, the only thing she's done, or at least that's the thing that she's most known for and is most recent. Let's see. Uh, Knives Out, Blade Runner, 2049, War Dogs, Deep Water. I mean, I don't know a lot of these. She's but again, I give pretty. I give oh she's gorgeous. I give her credit. I give the him credit, especially because I think what he's been able to do is single-handedly change the narrative about his mm-hmm. uh career because yeah. he looks happy and healthy and he's not like bloated yeah. and miserable looking. Miserable and, and mm-hmm. you know, hungover. It's obviously working for him in that regard. And honestly, I think we read a blind item about this one time. I think that Jennifer Garner is like just happy that like he's somebody else. That he's somebody else's problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show from uh, walking with your poop bag to a big Kardashian dump, um, we've got a bunch of Kardashian stories that we need to get to after this on the Colleen and Bradley show right here on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.